Welcome here to a top five Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports today. Tuesday, Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It feels, it like, sure Monday. feels like Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no doubt, man. Ain't no doubt. What a just incredible, <laughs> incredible day already. <sighs> Lord have mercy. Thanks, folks, for hanging out with us here on the it's Tuesday edition. Assuming that you are. Assuming that you, you know, stuck around. I knew you would. I knew you would. We were only gone for just a few minutes. Thank you guys, really. Uh, you know, technology. It is what it is. And we are at its mercy most of the time. So, such is life, Mo. That's all right. Glad to be with you here on this Tuesday. We've got a great show lined up for you. It's Top 5 Tuesday. We're going to take you back into the time machine today and tell you if we had a time machine where would we go what sporting events or moments would we want to go back and watch in person well we'll let you know we got got 15 of them now whether or not some we of may those not are, have 15 <laughs> whether or not some of those are duplicates can't tell you we don't know yet but uh Looking forward to that. Of course, it's Tuesday. That means Chip Walters is going to join us. He's going to talk about the Middle Tennessee State trip to the West Texas town of El Paso. And Chip did not come back with Felina. So I'm very. Are you sure? That's if he if he did, I wouldn't have been at work on Monday. <laughs> had a called in sick something but uh but yeah so got a lot to get to a ton of sports news reactions from over the weekend and of course tonight is the first college football playoff rankings who's gonna be where we'll tell you where we would put them so all of that coming up and much much more but before we do anything else let's get you yesterday's short results and today's short schedule on the rundown this is the Rondo. In NFL action last night, it was the Cleveland Browns defeating their in-state rival, the Cincinnati Bengals, 32-13. NBA action, the second of a two-game series, and the Utah Jazz get the sweep of the Memphis Grizzlies, 121-105 out in Salt Lake City. Uh, Major League Baseball tonight, game three of the World Series, which was supposed to have been last night, 
as I made great took great pains to point out to Chris. And I guess yeah, Chris just right. knew all along. <laughs> I had your crystal ball. Um, game three was rained out last night, rescheduled for tonight. Houston at Philadelphia, 7-0-3 first pitch on Fox. That series is tied 1-1. Tonight's college football action. We got some action in the house. That's right. Ball State's at Kent State. You can see that 6 o'clock kickoff on ESPNU. And on the deuce, Buffalo at Ohio. That's at 6.30. And women's basketball tonight in college. This is the only thing I could find that was even remotely uh, close to something that we would care about. And that's Bethel. NAIA Bethel is at Murray State's Women tonight. That's on ESPN Plus at 6 p.m. if you are so inclined. And that's going to do it for your rundown. <laughs> well, quick, fast, and in a hurry there. We get to our top story quickly because uh, it, it appears that coaching changes are abound across all of sports as Brian Harson found himself out of a job yesterday and on his birthday put out a very classy letter. Did he? He did. I've not seen it. Uh, I'll have to find that. Look for Cole Kublik. He's he's got it. Uh, it's I thought it was incredibly under the circumstances. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I thought it was smart on his part. Good PR to just kind of say, hey, disappointed, sorry, you know. I'm going to do better at the next place and move on. Basically, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was not what it said. <laughs> I hope his next press release just says, I'm back. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he's not the only one to have lost his job this week, as it appears that not only have the Brooklyn Nets fired a coach, but it looks like they're going to hire a coach pretty darn quick. Um, Steve Nash out after a 94 and 67 record in 161 games as Brooklyn Nets coach. That's pretty solid. One with, uh, and I, I'm 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 not a huge huge NBA fan, so I mean I can't speak to really the ins and outs, but I, I do know that, you know, when you've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, there are pretty high expectations, I guess. And I, I guess 94 and 67 didn't quite get it, but. Well, especially in the East, which is. Very winnable. Relatively weak. <laughs> yeah. Compared to the West. So, yeah, I, I mean, I understand, you know, you have high expectations and whatnot, but. Let's be honest here. I mean, if you fire someone six games into a season, why'd you come into the season with him? That's the question I have. Well, it, it's interesting that you say that because I saw an article yesterday on hockey coaches on the hot seat. And that question could be asked a little closer to home as well, probably. But. Well, yes. Um <laughs> Plenty of, plenty of fodder there here in Nashville over that. But, yeah, I mean, and, and let's be honest, we, we all asked the question, why are we going into this season with him after it was decided we were going to go into this season mm -hmm. with him? So, I, I, look, Steve Nash 
solid coach, maybe. We don't really know. Ton of talent. Weak conference. Guess you could say maybe not. I, I look, I I'm not saying Steve Nash doesn't deserve to be a coach in the NBA. Perhaps he does. I don't know. But it was a unique hire. When it was a me. unique hire to start with because it was his first job just up out of Retired relatively nowhere to a lot of folks. Yeah. And you feel like there were other people who were, if not necessarily more deserving, you would feel like they were better equipped looking at you, Mark Jackson. What about Becky Hammond? Certainly could have been a higher. I think also think that there are folks that are afraid to hire Becky Hammond because she might be good. She might be good. I think those are the two reasons. And they may be they may be two reasons, like they may both be the reasons for the same team. I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. but I mean I I think those are two very big issues with hiring someone like Becky Hammond. And I, I thought, man, seems like she would be a, an awfully good hire. My well, question just is just from a resume standpoint, I mean Right, especially now. Mm-hmm. But I think my biggest question is you're going to go hire a coach who's on suspension for sleeping with a co-worker he ain't slept with nobody here I guess is the approach that Brooklyn's taking I don't know well, <laughs> if we hire him then they won't be co-workers anymore <laughs> I mean I don't listen. This is all very awkward, very it, weird. It, it's terribly awkward, and <laughs> and you know there have been coaches, there have been people hired with bad optics, and sometimes if you're willing to suffer those optics, it works out. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State and Urban Meyer for one, Liberty and Hugh Freeze, Liberty and Hugh Freeze, uh, Liberty. And Hugh Freeze. Well, I think that was a. Uh, I think that was one of those. So we're gonna prove that we're good Christians and accept him with open arms and fix him. But yes, it was very awkward. <laughs> if you can deal with the optics, sometimes it works out. I don't know that Ime Adoka is anything special, though. I mean, I know he won. I, I understand Celtics won. He's what or in his one year. I, I get that. Yeah. But again, the East. <laughs> but I guess if you're if that's what your goal is and get to the finals with guys like Kyrie and all that. I and mean, and you gotta feel like the you gotta feel like the personnel. I mean, who were Boston's Kyrie and, and Durant? I mean, no, Boston doesn't have anybody. Jason there. Tatum and who? I mean I don't think that they I don't think there's anybody in Boston that really compares to those two right now again 
if, if you're an NBA aficionado, don't at me because I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not, I'm not real, real well versed in that, but still. Their two highest paid guys are Horford and Tatum. And Horford is what? 35 years old, 36 now. Okay. <laughs> and he's a center. It's not like he's Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, so yeah, just, I wonder, sometimes you get guys like Adoka who are capable of getting more out of less, and then they're not capable of handling more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not the case here. I don't know. Well, I, I would think that that's what Brooklyn is banking on, is that it that it is not the case, because otherwise – you know, why do you bring somebody in with the background that he has? Is this Jacques Vaughn or Jackie? It's Jacques Vaughn. That's former Kansas Jayhawk legendary point guard Jacques Vaughn. Well, he's going to coach tonight. I didn't realize he was there. Last I knew he was, um, I guess, at Orlando maybe, so. He's the assistant coach, and he's coaching tonight against the Bulls. Good for him. <laughs> this is insane. How, anyway. did, how, how did you not know who Jock Vaughn was? Listen, man, I don't – God, you're young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two two reasons. One, not a huge college basketball fan either. Uh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, also, coaching change is not a – not a firing, but around here, when you mention Brentwood volleyball and coaches, only one name comes to mind, except that she's not been there for two years. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> now they're going to have a third coach in the last four years. And uh, Brentwood's Brentwood is now looking for a volleyball coach. Yeah. Um, Brentwood High School sent out a um, – Release earlier today, Kathy Cram has resigned as volleyball coach at Brentwood. Uh, she had served six seasons as an assistant under the legendary Barbara Campbell. And then when Campbell retired, as you said, at the end of the 2020 season, Coach Cram took over for the last two years. And Brentwood as you might expect when you have a coaching change of such magnitude hasn't necessarily maintained the status that they had gotten to under coach Campbell. They went out in the, um, well, they were in the final. No, they wouldn't. They advanced to the state this year. I'm sorry. Uh, Let me take that back. Um, they, let's see. Pretty sure they finished third, maybe final. Yeah. I don't third or fourth. I don't fourth. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll take that back. They, well, I have to consider where I'm getting my information. First of all. So, well, I'm, what are you looking at? I'm looking at Williamson Herald. Okay. There you go. That's That's, probably the best. uh, Yeah. My bad. But, uh, you know, she led, 
Brentwood to the Region 6 AAA title this season uh, and the Class AAA Constellation final on October 20th against the eventual state runner-up Collierville. So they, she was in the semifinals, basically. Okay. All right. Now, what about last year? Does it say last year? I'm not sure. I don't think they. I don't think they had a great year last year. I don't because, think they did either. Because Nolansville won the state, and I'm not sure that Brentwood even got there. They did not. They lost in the district semifinals to Nolansville. Yeah. There you go. Year. So. But yeah, that program's going to be looking for somebody, and I, I have a feeling that there's plenty. Of folks who will be, I think there will be clamoring. great, great interest <laughs> in that position, and especially I, now not having to follow Barbara. That's Campbell. the big thing. I mean, you look back across sports history, and following the legend has never been easy. And so, maybe getting a little space and a little time between the legend and the next person will will help, because I mean. The expectations tend to remain because folks aren't always realistic about things. There you go. So. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, but we're taking a little a little earlier than we did yesterday, huh? But more coaching firings on the other side of it. Okay. So there's that. We'll just keep it going right here. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Keep it right here. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 
So we were talking about coaching firings, and they just keep coming. In the NFL level, Marcus Brady. Who? Out as the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis. And as I saw in a tweet, Marcus Indianapolis offensive coordinator Marcus Brady, who does not call plays, was fired. Yeah, you didn't see that's on the run. That's on the run of show. <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if somebody tweeted it, but yeah. Also, he doesn't call plays. He doesn't call plays. So I He's mean, in game planning and play design, but he doesn't call the plays. But it certainly must be his fault. <coughs> I mean, it's got to be his fault. Certainly can't be Frank Reich's. It's got to be what's going on during the week and not what's going on on certainly Sunday. Not. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you don't like his it, game planning, maybe you go in there and change the game plan. Talk to him. But, you know, again, if it's me or you, it's you every it's time. You. <laughs> every time. <That's> all. <laughs> well, Man. you know, it's it's what you think I brought you in here for other than to fall on your sword when I screw up. <laughs> I mean, that's that's exactly what we're doing here. it doesn't make any sense i, I don't understand well, it makes perfectly good well sense. i mean it doesn't make any sense for the colts i don't understand what they're doing with frank Wright. i mean if 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 Let, no. never stop your enemy in the middle of making well, a mistake you're right i i just i mean if we're gonna if we're talking about the colts here <coughs> they are certainly making plenty of mistakes and the Tennessee Titans are going to let them all day long. Just keep doing that. I mean, as, as we spoke yesterday, the Titans are two games up on the Colts in the standings and they hold the tiebreaker. So they're three games up basically technically on the field. Yes. So, you know, just, just keep doing you Indy. Keep doing you. We'll sit back here and watch from up top. I'm still still waiting on if I have seen nothing from the Titans, obviously, but EJ Moore is is, is trending uh, <laughs> with 500 mentions in the last hour. <laughs> oh, Ian Rappaport, the Giants are trading for DJ Moore for multiple draft picks. Well, the Giants. Okay. Oh, just kidding. That was definitely not Ian Rappaport. Oh, oh you got got. Yeah. Definitely oh, not. You got to look for those those blue checks. Uh, well, so Wh I, whether free or paid for. So <laughs> I have I have my 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 computer is on dark mode, so all my checks are white. So white circles look like blue checks. Mm. Um. Yeah, I still don't see anything. I don't I don't see anything about and this is again a lot of folks saying that they were that the, the Titans were likely the the destination. The destination. I mean they said that the well, um well last I saw it was you know he's expected to be a Titan by the end of the trade deadline. So basically you will have traded AJ Moore for DJ Moore. I mean AJ Brown for DJ Moore. Potentially. 
Um, the Jaguars are trading for Calvin Ridley. The suspended suspended for the season. Um, Chase Claypool wound up where? Uh, Claypool wound up Sorry. with the um, Bears. Ba- oh, maybe the Bears. I'm pretty sure. So kudos to them for giving um, Justin Fields something to work with. Fins get linebacker Chubb, Bradley, and running back Wilson. Running back Wilson. Yeah, I don't. Who is that? Uh, Jeff Wilson. I'm not familiar. <laughs> Never with heard that of him. No. Apparently, he's from San Francisco. Yeah, of course, no one. But yeah, Claypool's in Chicago. No one knew where, who he was because, well, there are plenty of running backs ahead of him. Uh, this is interesting, man. I, I love, I love trade deadlines, but it's it's so hard to keep up. Mm-hmm. You know? obviously so yeah there you go how about that a uh calvin ridley to the jaguars so that's done certainly scary for next year the compensation is still being finalized as of 32 minutes ago i don't understand why um atlanta makes that trade and well unless they're trying to Boys. It's not yet secured a wide receiver or a anyone line, else or a lineman, which is what you would hope for. Yeah, I'd I'd almost rather they get a lineman than than a receiver. To be honest, the Patriots decided to keep Isaiah Wynn. Um, Hawkinson, tight end Hawkinson, uh, TJ to the Vikings. From the Lions. From the Lions. In the vision. That's interesting. Um, looks like William Jackson the third could find himself without a job if the if the commanders can't find a trade partner for him. Um, that's always interesting to me because why would you trade for somebody who's on the waiver wire? I guess if, if you're you way down on the waiver wire. If the Titans are not down the waiver wire, I would like to see him. I, I mean, we could use the help in the defensive backfield right now. Of course, Elijah Molden apparently coming is coming back here soon. And and I think that that's kind of the X factor for the Titans. That was kind of the talk um, throughout the press box a couple of weeks ago when I was there for the, I guess, the Colts game. Um that if the defensive secondary can hold up until Elijah Molden gets back, then everything else should kind of fall into place, especially with the play that you've gotten of late out of Anthony Adams and, and Terrence Mitchell. Anthony and and Adams it was funny to me that out at Houston late in the game on Sunday, 
Adams made a play and then Mitchell on the next play made a play. Those those two guys just seemed to be tied at the hip. Um, they came in on the same day off of practice squads. Um, Mitchell kind of got thrown into the fire immediately and did not fare great late against the Raiders, I think it was. But since then, has really come along. And obviously, both he and and Adams made the made big plays in that um, Indianapolis game. So, you know, maybe the defensive secondary isn't as far away as we think, especially if Molden is close. Well, with the the fact that Amadi's out, you would think that that would mean he's close. So, yeah, with Amadi yeah. being cut, you feel like, that means they that feel like something's getting ready to happen yeah, back they're there. They're going to yeah. have somebody in the nickel. Yeah. Uh, and, and I wonder if they cut him so that he could maybe find a spot somewhere before this trade deadline. I, and I, I don't know what, I don't know what the value was to the Titans of making that cut there other than, you know, maybe clearing a roster spot to bring somebody in, in the next 29 minutes which I guess is possible. So I'd like to thank. Apparently the, the Titans only had 1.6 in cap space. So I don't know how uh, – I don't know who you're going to trade to get DJ Moore, but you can't trade anybody of – you can't be trading a wide receiver of any sort. I mean, who, who do you trade? Picks, I guess. And is DJ Moore less than 1.6 mil AAV? Uh, that's the thing because otherwise you've got to get rid you've got to you've get got to clear something some off some kind of space off yeah that's the problem so it, it it becomes a little bit of an issue there trying to figure out you know obviously unless they can work out a contract deal some other way so anyway we'll keep an eye on it let you know what happens in the next 28 minutes but uh Let's take a quick break and come back. We've got college football uh, pretty much the rest of the way until top five. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond & Joint is back after these messages. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama, so other guy Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back. 
back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Justin, go ahead and pull that back up if you can, because I want to get to it pretty quickly here. Um, before we get into college football, we talked. We, we wanted to get to it yesterday, didn't have a chance to, but thanks to you know Brian Harson. But or, or thanks to John Cohen or I'm the Auburn president things. or somebody. Yeah. Oh, that's a done deal, by the way. It's official. Yeah. Yep, Cohen is, is is in officially. So, but uh, Sunday in the NASCAR race, and we'll talk a little bit about this tomorrow with Heather Williams. We saw one of the craziest things that has ever been done on a NASCAR track, and that's saying something because there's some crazy things that have, that have been done. Um, but <clears throat> I've never seen anything like this before. Ross Chastain needed two positions. Needed to, to gain two positions in, in order to in the final lap in the final lap in order to uh, earn a playoff berth and into the <laughs> championship four. Well, at Martinsville, it's not always easy to pass, especially in the corners. So what did he do? Well, take a look and watch and hear the reaction from other NASCAR drivers. This is Roger, Roger, outside, 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 outside. Holy cow! I guess it does work. Holy <laughs> you see that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Coming to the checkered flag. I can't believe what I just saw. That's literally the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. That was straight video game. That was incredible. Watch one rip in the outside wall of the fence. Holy <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. I'm pretty sure you got in with that. That's the damnedest thing I've ever seen to one, Don. What's the one doing? He was trying to play hold it wide open and go. He did it. That is insane. Did he pass people doing that? Yeah, he got in the final four doing that. Holy <laughs> Come and check your gap of one. Cover your bottom up off. What in the hell? Warren, good job. You put it on the fence and it went wide open there. I don't know if he beat the... Yeah, he did. He beat the freaking BT-11. What's the one outside over here? Outside, 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 outside. Well, I've never seen anything like it, but Bell wins, he's in, and the one Hail Mary defense in three and four, and uh, got it. Wow. Did all I could do for this. Two spots here. Gotta get him? Yeah, I gotta get him. Eight, two. Keep coming. Keep coming. Hang on, man. Checkered flag. Nice and easy. Keep it up against the fence there. Talk to me, boys. You made the transfer. You made the transfer, man. That was f***ing ridiculous, dude. That was wild, man. That was wild. Holy cow. Oh, my God. I don't know how long you've been sitting on that move, but that was f***ing incredible. Dude, that was badass. Good job, guys. That's the question right there. How long has he had that in his pocket? <laughs> Since they were racing, uh, I racing in 2020. Oh, my goodness. You know what? At some point, I'm just going to get up against the fence and just full throttle and, and see it. how many people I can go by. I mean, on the last lap, you're not going to get a caution. Now, in on any other lap, if you intentionally cause a caution, it's a penalty. But there was no caution thrown. So oh, drop your hands outside of the outside, outside, outside. Holy cow. 
don't know if that was me or you or what, uh, Justin. But yeah, I, I, I was like, hey, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But insane. I mean, the fact that he even thought it was a good idea. Clearly it was. And it worked. And the 11, Justin, you said this yesterday. He wasn't even mad. He was just like, yeah. what can I do? What can I do? I mean, by the time you think to squeeze him, he's by you. He's gone. Yeah, so. That was the best part. Because, I mean, that's the only thing to do, right, is try to block him up some kind of way. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people are angry. A lot of people are angry because, you know, if somebody tries to do that in the future, somebody's going to pull up to block him, and then the next thing you know it's going to cause, you know, that you've well, put – Ross Chastain isn't worried about the next time. Not not that time. <laughs> the next time that – and here's the thing. I, I, I'm curious if the 11's going to react next week in Phoenix. To what? Well, I, I mean – he has he has done some irrationally dumb things in his career. Well, th and this would be another one then. I mean, which is not out of character, that's my point. But you you just kind of got out schemed and outraced right there. Yeah. Sometimes scheme. sometimes you just got to tip your helmet and go on. And I think that's what he kind of did. He's like, "Man, I did all I could do, Chris." Yeah. And, and he did. He did everything he could do. He had it in the bag. Chastain just threw a Hail Mary and connected. And connected. Yeah. So, well done, Ross Chastain. I just wanted to show that because I, I thought the reaction of the other drivers is really what made that really cool. Like It, it was <laughs> awesome. Don't get me wrong. No. But hearing their reaction well, I in mean, the car is it, amazing. It, it's kind of a one-of-a-kind one type Absolutely. thing there. And you're seeing it in real time and you're seeing their reactions in real time. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was a great, great job. And that, that tweet comes from NASCAR, by the way, that was a NASCAR tweet, uh, which had some interesting stuff. In it. But anyway, college football, plenty of it. Let's get into it. What do you say? little reaction Tuesday. <laughs> we'll start in the big 10 where Ohio state struggled for, three quarters and then got a a freebie and then let Penn State score late. So 44-33, Penn State covered with that late <laughs> that late touchdown and uh making Mo very angry. Uh, that's just one. <laughs> no, there were, yeah, there, it was the first of many. Oh. <laughs> the first of many. In fact. But uh you know being at Penn State, getting a win like that, you got to feel like that's a, you know, even after watching Penn State get boat raced by Michigan, at least that one was at the big house. Mm -hmm. You were on the road in the Big Ten, noon kickoff, all the things that go with that. You got to feel good if you're if you're Ryan Day in Ohio State about that win. You, you can't, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, all things considered, you know, 44 to 31 uh, and – Ohio State continues to score points by the boatload, and yeah, I, I think I think that's kind of a surviving advance for the Buckeyes, really. And you'll take that right now because again, you control your destiny if you're Ohio State. You got to beat Michigan. It doesn't matter what else you do. You got to beat Michigan. 
You yeah. could have lost that game as long as you beat Michigan. Ah, ah. Penn State's going to lose again. Well, I guess it depends on what it is you're referring to. Are you referring to the Big Ten Championship or are you referring I think they, to the CFP? I, I think they'd have got it. I, I think the Big Ten Champion is getting in no matter what. If Ohio State had lost to Penn State but beat Michigan – you, you think team. a you think a one win a one loss Ohio State team is good enough to get in? I think there's going to be a lot of questions about their schedule. I mean, because nobody else in the Big Ten is. I well, if you beat Michigan, who's undefeated, and then you win the Big Ten, then you're. I think that's the win that you got to look back at. But I don't think you could lose to Penn State beat Michigan and still have that same cachet. Mm, I think so. That's just me. Yeah. I I think uh, I think that's a game they could have they could have lost and mm-hmm. it not mattered. Just because I think the the perception of the Big 10 right now is that it's it's top teams are as good as the SEC's top teams. Now whether that's I true don't know or that not. That's accurate. But that's the that's the perception. Yeah. And that's what matters. So, <laughs> especially nationally, it's a perception. So, my my point is that I, I think they would have gotten in as long as the Big Ten champion is getting in, as long as it's not Wisconsin with three losses or whatever. I mean, if something crazy happens in the championship game, maybe that gets crazy. But mm-hmm. uh, otherwise, a Big Ten East winner and that wins the Big Ten is going to the college football playoff. That being said. It's a good win for Ohio State. I think it is a positive for them, and they'll, you know, that, that that's a feather they can put in their cap. Um, TCU is one of those teams that you feel like needs to lose mm-hmm. for a lot of one-loss teams that aren't going to win their their conference championship games are really rooting for TCU to lose because if TCU loses, their resume does not their resume if they don't lose doesn't stack up to a lot of these one-loss teams. If we're being honest. The only thing that they would have over those one-loss teams is not having a loss, which is important. <laughs> That's a pretty big only. Well, I mean, it's important, but if you look at the what is the percentage of the average, what percentage of average college football teams could go twelve and zero with their schedule, the number's pretty high. It's double digits. So, you know, especially when you you think, okay, well. Texas and Oklahoma are terrible. We thought Kansas was going to be the biggest threat to the Big 12. What does that tell you about the Big 12? And I think that's, you know, you want them to lose. But also, even if they don't lose, I think there's drama on the final college football ranking night. If TCU is. If TCU is undefeated. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I also think there's, I think there's with Clemson. Because Clemson's resume is getting worse by the day. Yeah. I mean, when you start looking at who they've beaten and then and how who they've, they've beaten, beaten them. And how they've beaten them. Overtime win against Wake Forest and Louisville kicked their rear end. Louisville, who three weeks ago, Scott Satterfield was probably on the hot seat oh, and may still be. Hot seat. I think may, he's, may still he's be. He's probably in the top 25 if you look at it, was it CFPHotSeat.com or something. Oh, he was in the top 10 easily. Oh, no, I'm just saying because he, he might still be in the top 25 right now. Mm. 
I, I don't think he's moved down that much. No, no, no. So, I mean, you, and then Clemson loses to Notre Dame. I mean, not Clemson. Uh, Syracuse loses to Notre Dame. That's that's not a good loss. I'll take that back, Chris. I'm looking at hot seat coaches hot seat ranking dot com and no Satterfield story. is not in the top thirty. Okay, well he might not be now. That might have saved his job for a while. <laughs> when beating Wake Forest saves your job, what world are we living in? Right. And then you've got on top of that, you you know, Oklahoma State's out. Kansas State destroyed that. Adrian Martinez, baby. <laughs> I, I mean, it just seems like this this college football season. If you you know if you just go back, this past week was one of those oh crap weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I think Tennessee fans can feel really good about is we didn't get caught up in oh crap week. Looking at you, South Carolina, Syracuse. I mean, you feel Cincinnati, Cincinnati, which I called. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, as did Justin. Ju- Justin, well done. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Um, UCF man. I something about Gus Malzahn. I just he's weird. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's that. But yeah, you didn't get caught up in no crap week or this was no crap week across the country. Oregon didn't get caught up in it. Oregon with a big win. Oregon right now if I'm the college football committee, we we'll, we can kind of segue into this. And this is tonight, to. right? It's tonight. We okay. find out tonight the first college football rankings. If I'm the committee, you have to take into consideration when Oregon played Georgia, where Oregon played Georgia, and week one on the road because across you, the country, uh, across you can't. Well, I mean, you can't sell Atlanta as a neutral site no. when Georgia's playing. No, it, it's it's literally in Georgia for one. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not their home stadium, but it's in Georgia. It's might as well be. And new coach. New quarterback, new everything. They've certainly played their way into a conversation. I don't care. I don't think they're going to get in with, you know, if there are five other, you know, deserving teams. If you've got TCU and Clemson undefeated and Alabama, Georgia, uh, Tennessee, Ohio State slash Michigan, whichever one doesn't lose. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think they're in. But I certainly think that they've played themselves into a New Year Six conversation. So that's that's a that's a solid move for them. It's just, it's great for Oregon. So well done. They didn't get caught up in this in, in oh crap weekend either. Um, segueing into the college football playoff uh, thoughts, you know, this is tonight is. Tonight is important, but it really doesn't matter outside of the top four. Um, The reason I say that is because 
Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Tennessee are going to be the top four in whatever order they're in. Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Tennessee. That's your top four in whatever yes, order it may be. And I don't really know who I don't really know who else it could be. Clemson, TCU, Alabama. That's it. Those are the seven that have an opportunity to be in the top four. And I don't think any of those are I, I don't know that TCU and Clemson will be six and seven. I really don't. But you think Alabama will be one of the top seven? I think they'll be the top five. I think they'll be five. Based on a road loss, the way they lost it to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I think they're five. If you don't think Clemson and TCU are in the top seven, who are? That's – well, and that's exactly what we're trying to get into here, right? Um, I think the top four – and if I'm I'm ranking – Right now, I'm ranking Tennessee number one. Yeah. In the college football playoff ranking, I'm ranking Tennessee number one. I understand why they're not number one in the AP. I understand why they're not number one in the coaches poll. But in the in this ranking, I think they're number one. I think Georgia ends up number two. Let me ask you, though. Why is the college football ranking distinctly different from the AP Top 25? I mean, I think it's inarguable, and and maybe maybe we're biased, maybe I'm biased, but it would just seem like to me five Top 25 wins is an inarguable resume builder. The reason that it's different is because they're all of the people who vote are in the same room. That doesn't happen in the A coaches poll or the AP poll. All of those people are making those arguments to one another. That's why I think this is a more accurate ranking. More legit. Of, it's it's a more legitimate ranking. Because I just don't understand why that logic doesn't make enough sense to people voting. I just, I just think because there's nobody calling them on it. Like, mm. what the crap is? What's dude's name? Oh, uh, Mike, Mike Berardino yeah. from the South Bend Tribune. That yeah. guy can kick rocks. He's a maroon. But I, I think Oregon's going to be in the top seven. I think they may be seventh behind Clemson, but I think Oregon's going to be in the top seven over TCU. Based on what they've done. So you think basically the schedule that Oregon has played is stronger than the schedule that TCU has played? I do. Or you think they think that? I, I, I think I think that. I mean, if I if I were arguing, I would have Oregon in the top seven. Hmm. I probably wouldn't have UCLA or USC in the top ten. I think there are teams that are that are better. I think Utah is probably one of those teams that deserves to be ranked higher than most teams in the in in the Pac-12. But have that's, Utah and Oregon played? Utah and Oregon. Um, I don't believe they have. No, they play next to last season. Next to last game of the year. Okay. Um, but Utah did just lose again. 
So, you know, they lost to UCLA. Of course, they beat USC. So. And that's, I mean, that's my thing. That's why I'm not sure that Oregon's schedule is necessarily stronger than TCU's schedule playing in the Big 12. Oregon, which BYU certainly doesn't look as good now as it did, but Oregon did just beat UCLA, who's allegedly a top 10 team. TCU's best win is Oklahoma State. Well, maybe Kansas State now. Now, they've got four top 25 wins if you include Oklahoma and Kansas. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the Kansas win counts. Well, I don't, I don't know that either of them. As I look at these schedules now, these rankings, are these current rankings or are no. these rankings at when the time they that they played? Okay. Okay. I don't know because this is TCU. Number seven, TCU beat Colorado 38-13 on September 2nd. I don't think that was the case. Oh, I'm looking. I don't know what you're looking at. I'm sorry. I, I just no. What are you looking at? <laughs> I'm looking at the, at the worldwide leader. The what? The worldwide leader. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, their schedule: they beat number eighteen. They beat Colorado thirty-eight thirteen. Charlton State, SMU by eight. Mm-hmm. At SMU. At SMU. Give them that. Number eighteen Oklahoma drilled them. Mm-hmm. Number nineteen Kansas thirty-eight thirty-one. But that was in Kansas, Lawrence. But that was also Kansas with their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well I think that's when he went out. For half the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other half was was not. Uh, Oklahoma State won by three at home. In OT. In overtime, that's right. But they did beat Kansas State by 10. And I think that's probably their best win after what Kansas State did. But Kansas State did not have Adrian Martinez. Right. Then they went, what, this past weekend to West, to West Virginia. Virginia and won by 10. And West Virginia is bad. By the way, Neil Brown's going to be available. better, though, aren't they? And <laughs> West Virginia led that game at one point, right? Uh, West Virginia was up 20. Uh, no, they were tied. Okay. They were never, West Virginia never led, but they were tied 30. I'm sorry, 21 21. It was 34 31 with four minutes to go. And TCU scored a touchdown with 20 seconds left to go up 41 31. Uh, West Virginia is three and five, one and four in conference. Now TCU is getting ready to host Texas Tech this weekend, and Texas Tech beat Texas, which uh, apparently is not as good as we thought it was. I, I'm telling you, I think they're, they're so. How many how many top twenty five teams has TCU beat uh, to get to at at the time of playing four mm-hmm. four and Oregon. I don't know because I can't. Hold on. I'll tell you. All right. Uh, Two. One of them being BYU. The other being top 10 UCLA. But again, look, again, BYU, not a top 25 team. Mm -hmm. They're just not. Um, But neither is Oklahoma. Neither is Kansas without Jalen – Daniels, mm-hmm. Jalen, and Jaden. I'm making sure I wasn't wrong there. Um, and Oklahoma State 
probably a top 25 team, but there's certainly nothing to write home about. And then Kansas State without Adrian Martinez, there's a lot of excuses that can be made. I'm not saying that you you shouldn't. I'm just saying that TCU's schedule versus Oregon's schedule probably about equal. Hmm. That being said, I mean, I've watched TCU twice, and they just seem – they seem like a general – Big 12 team. They seem like one of those teams that's just they they got to outscore you. They just it just feels like one of those teams that if if they get into a game with any kind of defense whatsoever, they're just gonna get drubbed. I don't I don't know that to be a fact. One, because I don't know that they play a good defense. <laughs> so find out against Texas. But I, I it doesn't matter. I've got Tennessee, Georgia. Michigan, Ohio State. In that order? That's the order I have them in. Then Alabama, then Clemson, then Oregon, then TCU. Say that again. You've got UT, Georgia, Georgia, Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State. Ohio State. Then you've got Alabama, Oregon. Clemson. Clemson. Oregon, TCU. Oregon. TCU. UCLA. Oh, you're going 10. I'm going top 10. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then USC. I think USC has the best shot to make a playoff as a Pac-12 champion with one loss. I think USC is the only possible option. So you don't think if Oregon runs the table, they get in? I don't think so. I think the loss to Georgia is what's going to keep them out, especially if Georgia loses to Tennessee and doesn't win the SEC. And the only reason USC has a chance is because of who they are. Now, you writing yours down there? Trying to. Justin, who's going to be number one tonight? Um. Probably Georgia, right? I mean, conventional like, wisdom would say so. I would like it to be Tennessee, but we got haters, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing Do you know how many top 25 wins Georgia has? None. One, Oregon. <laughs> That's a, that, this is my point. I, mm-hmm. I don't think you can legitimately say they have a better resume than Tennessee. Than anybody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anybody. Well, other than Tennessee's just an electric factory. I think the fact that they, and, and again, this goes back to Chris, something you've been saying all along that you hate preseason rankings. You know, Georgia started the year at number one. And so, or number two, I guess, behind Alabama, right? Behind Alabama, yep. And so, you know, you really get a big boost from that. You you kind of get the benefit of the doubt. But not with the college football playoff because they don't have preseason rankings. Right. Ohio State has two top 25 wins, one of those being Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Marshall also has a top 25 win, by the way, and that's the only FBS win they have. I don't know if they've won since. <laughs> uh, but the next guy that we talked to could probably tell us. I don't know. Um yeah, 
that's what, what have you got? Have you got your top 10? I've got my top eight. Go for it. I've got UT Georgia. I've got Ohio State three, Michigan four, okay. Alabama five. I've got TCU six, Clemson and Oregon. Okay. Look, I can't argue with you. Yeah. You're probably going to be right. No, nah. <laughs> but, but I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I have the depth of knowledge necessarily to, to complete a top 10 because I don't know who nine and 10 are, but I don't. Well, if you just look at everybody else, everybody else has got two losses mm-hmm. except Illinois, USC, and Ole Miss. And Ole Miss just lost to LSU, which, by the way, looking pretty darn good these days. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. so. All right, well, let's take a break. Chip Walters is awaiting. So we'll talk to Chip right after this on Main Street Sports. Day. Presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around. attorney Bart Durham and this is me I'm Aaliyah keeping in good physical condition is really important to me but when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad I couldn't work for almost a year I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases so I called Bart Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year at Bart Durham Injury Law we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases my dad and I want to help give us a call at 615-242-9000 Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. DJ Moore is not a Titan. He will soon remain a Panther. Uh, Cam Akers stays in L.A. Brandon Cook stays in Houston. Kareem Hunt stays in Oh, I thought Cleveland. Brandon Cooks was a done deal somewhere. Apparently not. Apparently not. So there you go. Well, that's unfortunate. Calvin Ridley is suspended in part because he bet the Falcons would beat the Jaguars last year. Now he is a Jaguar. Oh man. He bet on his team to win to win a game that he had no part in. That's correct. So there was no difference at the time in Calvin Ridley and longtime White's Creek coach Cornelius Ridley. I mean, there were there was Nope. He he was just a he was just another guy. Yep. This is that that was ridiculous. It was ridiculous when it happened, and it's still ridiculous. But at any rate. We go now to the borough. Where awaits <laughs> Chip Walters. Chip, what's going on, buddy? Just a stone's throw away from the geographic center of the state. Here we are. You, you can you can see it from well you can't see it because there's no windows in Chip's office but I mean yeah it's it's pretty visible. Yeah, um, got, uh, got a window over there. Oh oh look I'm, at you! I'm, I'm in the real estate office today. Oh so. okay, my bad. So, so, you're, so <laughs> got you got you, Chip. Long but successful trip this weekend. 
It was, uh, you know, you, I think the open date came at a really good time for a lot of reasons, uh, for middle, uh, and number one, they did get DJ England Chisholm back in the lineup. They, they've, uh, uh, there were a lot of guys who weren't, you know, injured. They were hurt, but not injured and were able to heal up some bumps and bruises. And I tell you, when they got on the field, I, I told stock last night on his coaches show that his team looked fast when they hit the field, uh, at the sun bowl on, on, on Saturday. But, uh, you know, it, it is a long trip and really the flight is not that bad. The worst part was, the game time, uh, because it was at seven o'clock mountain time, eight o'clock central, which meant, I mean, they had to get the guys up and they had, if you, if you like eatathons, the uh, foot on Saturday football had, uh, they had, uh, breakfast. Then they had, uh, box lunches. Then at 3 PM, they had pregame meal, which four hours prior to the game game's over, you get on the bus and coming out of the locker room, they had a burrito and then they get on the plane and, and there was a, they sack sack snack or whatever you want to call it at, at, at that time of night, but with a, with a couple of uh, sandwiches and stuff like that. So it was a long day managing that time, uh, you know, keeping it busy was one of the things they had worked on prior to leaving, but uh, but it was a nice, a nice ride home. Uh, actually the flight coming home was only about two hours and 15 minutes. We got a, a really good tailwind, uh, landed about, uh, four. I walked in my house a little bit before 5.00 AM and I will, uh, no shame to tell you that I slept till about noon on Sunday, but, uh, no maybe, judgment a here. <laughs> maybe a smidge after, but you know, good trip, uh, offense played, uh, very efficiently. Uh, you know, they did all that in 62 snaps. Uh, you know, you had a hundred yard rusher, you had uh, chase uh, what he was a 78% passer on Saturday. And I think that open date time as well. One of the real critical things they did chase it kind of in the coaches had talked about it. They said, you know, he's bailing out a little too much. He's and he, and he's kind of, he's, he's instead of stepping up in the pocket, he's stepping out and sometimes stepping right into problems. And, uh, and, and he, you know, he only missed four passes all night and had his full arsenal of receivers out there. And, uh, you know, so good road win, any road wins, a good, good one. Uh, UTEP had won 10 out of their last 12 at home and to go down there and beat them, uh, was was good now you turn around and yet another road game back on the airplane this week heading to louisiana tech and tech they're two and six little misleading because they had to go to clemson had to go to missouri uh but uh they you know they've they've not been uh they've not been consistent uh, by any stretch either and that's one thing that middle has fought a little bit with as well so ought to be a good matchup you got two hungry teams uh, you know Louisiana Tech knows they have to win out to get bowl eligible middle is in a much better place right now uh, after getting a road win at UTEP of needing only uh, only two but obviously every win you get uh, past six uh, helps your stock and helps your position as far as where your destination might be you know, you, you said that MTSU looked fast on Saturday, and what I saw I wouldn't disagree with, but 
overcoming all of that food to look as fast as they <laughs> did was pretty much a feat in and of itself. But you took us through the football team. What about the broadcast crew? How, how, how did, how did y'all Saturday go food wise? Uh, well, it started Friday night. Uh, yes, I, I saw I, the pictures. I have have a good friend out there who uh, he uh, got to know him when we first went into Conference USA. He's on the Sunbolt committee, and and he was our team host. Got what 10, 12 years ago, and we went out and found a. He 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 had us set up to go to a really good steak place, uh, and then you know on Saturday. Uh, I mean, it was pretty plain for breakfast. We ate in the hotel. Uh, uh, Jeff Murphy and I ventured out uh, to some, there was a, a little area of some food trucks. We got us a little something there before uh, before heading to the stadium. And then uh, after that, it was, uh, we were back on the same schedule as the players. Got you, got you. Um... Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, as you said, back on the plane again this weekend, going down to Ruston, which is always a fun trip. May I you suggest know, the doghouse? The doghouse. Yeah. The and, you know, yep. And, you know, it's interesting. There's been a couple of trips this year that jumped on the schedule late, if you remember in the Wayback Machine back uh, earlier this spring when Conference USA put out a schedule that included Marshall, Southern Miss, and, uh, and Old Dominion. Well, when it finally was determined that they were actually going to leave this year like they said they were going to, uh, the league had to put together a new conference schedule, and which meant that uh, all the operations folks – at every school in the conference had to reshuffle what they were doing and try to, you know, set up hotels, meals, buses, flights, all that kind of stuff. Well, I can't remember from the original schedule where we were supposed to be this weekend, but it was not Louisiana tech. And, 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 you know, when you look at that little area between Monroe, Ruston and Shreveport, um, <clears throat> there's just not a lot of options of where to put 150 people and the uh and 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 so there was nothing in there's nothing in ruston that can hold a football team so you go to your first shot then is monroe mm -hmm. and and there's there's a couple of options there but because they were so late getting in that mix it made it tougher uh so there was not one single hotel, but they did find. And, and there's also there, a school in Monroe. And if they're at home. Correct. And they've got and, somebody in there. Well, and also on top of that, uh, there's that. And, uh, and Grambling. Also, Grambling's close by. You could have Monroe could be there. And, and you know, and now in football, even home teams have to go stay in a hotel. Uh, and, and, so, and, and so Tech. Tech comes and they stay at a hotel, I think, in Monroe. Monroe stays in a hotel in Monroe. Texas uh, State will be at a hotel in Monroe. Right. So you got all of that. And then your other option is, okay, Shreveport, you've got some big hotels in the casinos in Shreveport. Well, there's a big MMA fight and everything in Shreveport <laughs> is sold out. So so it ended up. They, they so were where are you guys get, staying? 
We're staying in Monroe, but but it, it's going to be in two hotels. Uh, there's going to be one hotel that has all the players. The other hotel had enough rooms to get all the the staff and hangers on, and uh, so that's that's you know that's part of the you know part of the unseen uh, stuff about you know when people always talk about oh just well you all just need to go play that game over there, but yeah, there's the logistical part of all of that is a is a real uh, can be a real headache like. You know, our 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 uh, uh, Brett Brock, the the director of ops, during the open date weekend, he was in Columbia, Missouri, already getting stuff lined up for the second week of the season next year. He's already got stuff lined up, hotel, all of that for the opening weekend against Alabama next year. So they like to work about a year to uh, nine months to a year ahead, not not three or four months ahead. So it sounds like we need to have Brent Brock on at some point because that's really <laughs> fascinating. And, you know, I thought some about that. It, it was a story that I kind of wanted to do at some point in time. It's just like you said, the logistics of going on the road. And Yeah. And, you know, for instance, like for instance, you know, like we get we'll get to the airport on Friday. Uh, I mean, our the FBO there has to know we're coming. Uh, you've already contracted with an airline for the for the plane well then you deal with a caterer uh and we just happened to to know a a guy that owns a deli in murfreesboro uh and and also it might be on the trip so uh domenico's deli which is jeff murphy's uh, restaurant you know we get great sandwiches there so you got to work all that out and then do the same thing on the other end have your hotels meet with your hotel knowing what the menu is going to be for your players on, on Friday night, Friday night snack, breakfast, pregame meal, whatever it might be, have the buses lined up to pick you up, have the buses uh, lined up to get you off the airplane when you get back home. It's, uh, it, it, it really is something, and Brent Brock does a great job. Before that, uh, Chris Matuzic did that. Chris is now in the operations. Player. Yep, former long snapper. Uh, and he might, you know, he may have gotten a call from uh, from Weber State last week after after that mess uh, with a long snapper. I don't know if you saw that or not. Didn't the, see it, but heard guy. about it. What? Yeah, four four punt snaps for safeties. Uh, four punt snaps for safeties, exactly. And uh, but uh, you know, he 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 he's in operations, and also a friend of mine, uh, 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 Rick Hardesty's son. Uh, he he. Uh, went to UT and was in operations up there. And now he does, he works with Chris in operations for the Titans. So they, that would be, you know, having those guys on one day would be, you know, I think it would be eye opening uh, because what they do is very similar, obviously. And they, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, like coach Brock, he, he and Jan Worley, they, they'll actually leave on Thursday and get to the hotel, make sure everything's right. By the time, by the time that, that we get there on Friday. So it's, it's, quite, it right. it's quite a, she will absolutely get it right. <laughs> and, uh, she and, and Brent, they do a, a, an awfully good job. Yeah. Um, chip football isn't the only thing going on in it's the borough. That's correct. Uh, women's basketball again tonight. The, uh, what was the final in the women's exhibition the Friday UT night? Like Southern oh. game. Against Christian Brothers is like 95 38, something like that. They've got UT Southern tonight at six o'clock. Uh, Mr. Palmer will have that on the Varsity Network app, uh, streaming only. 
this evening. So there's that. Uh, we're also uh, women's uh, pre uh, preseason show is up on the YouTube channel. Uh, we're doing the men's show. Uh, we're going to shoot it tonight. It'll uh, debut tomorrow night uh, with Coach McDevitt, uh, Eli Lawrence, and DeAndre Dishman. You'll be able to catch that on Facebook and also on the YouTube channel. So there's all that going on. Baseball is wrapping up for the for the fall. Uh, you've got cross-country championships coming up, middle defending champion on both sides of that. Uh, golf is wrapping up for the fall. Volleyball finishing up, soccer finishing up, getting ready for their postseason tournaments, and and uh, so there's and and the uh, the overlap of football and basketball is about to get real starting on Monday. What time is that game tonight? Six o'clock. Six o'clock tonight. Uh, the men will open, and well, again, that's an exhibition tonight. The men will open up on Monday at eleven a.m. against uh, Brescia. University, uh, and it and it is a not it is not an exhibition, it's a it's a real uh, matchup, and uh, that is one that's the education day game. You're going to have about five, six, seven thousand elementary school kids uh, in Murphy Center, so we'll test the new glass uh, in the building on Monday with see how it handles high pitch squealing. <laughs> oh, you're not going to no, you're, you're going to test that on Thursday. I mean, Winona's going to be in the building. It's going to be pretty high pitched. That's <laughs> and correct. Martina McBride. Martina, yeah, <laughs> Winona. Uh, have you seen anything new? Winona, Martina, Ashley McBride, uh, Kelsey Ballerini, and Little Big Town. Um, and Little Big Town. Uh, there's rumors of there's rumors of Garth and Trisha. Oh, they're, they're, uh, yeah, there are going to be some folks coming in. Yeah, I'll be there. I've got my tickets. I'm very upset that I'm not going to be there. I, I thought you were going to be there. Listen, I wanted to go, but I got guilted. So, well, you couldn't hey, uh, go by yourself. But what? Why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, um, one one other thing, and and want to talk, make mention of. Went to Joe Biddle's funeral this morning, uh, and you know what a what an icon in in. Uh, in, uh, in the sports business, sports media business that he was for so many years and, and the battle that he, you know, had to face, uh, with dementia, which is just, I mean, it's so cruel with people who we all know who've had Alzheimer's and dementia that, you know, typically those folks who are so creative, uh, and, and have that taken away from them. It was, uh, you know, it was obviously sad that he's gone, but, you know, he is in a much better place uh, after that battle that he had. And and it was uh, it was a real uh, everybody that you would have expected to be there. Mo and Chris, they were all there today. And it, it pretty much says something pretty cool about you if one of the Eagles sings at your funeral. And uh, and that was the case as Vince Gill uh, sang, uh, go rest high on that mountain today in honor and in memory of Joe. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. John yeah. Dwyer delivered the eulogy, uh, formerly of Channel 2, uh, did an outstanding job of that. Just really uh, hit the right tone. And uh, Bids is going to be missed. A lot of his sports writing buddies from across the country were here. Uh, Rick Bozich came down from Louisville. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of others were there. A lot of, you know, again, 
all the usual suspects you would expect in the Nashville market. Everybody was there to, 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 to bid farewell to a good friend. Well, it's always, it, it, it is tough. And today starts national Alzheimer's awareness month, by the way, November is national Alzheimer's yep. awareness month. So uh, wear your purple for those who are, are suffering. Um, I typically pair mine with orange <laughs> so so you makes, look like a clemson fan there we well, go <laughs> and, well you, you i pair it with orange for for pat so yeah <laughs> there's, there's there you that. go that's fair. That's <laughs> but fair. uh but yeah so chip we say farewell to you today but we will see you again on tuesday of next week as we're hopefully talking about another inch closer to bowl eligibility that's correct. That'll be fun if it is. So appreciate it, guys. All right. We'll talk Thanks, to you Chip. later. All right. We'll be right back with our top five Tuesday, right after this on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. It is Top 5 Tuesday here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Top 5 Tuesdays brought to you by our friends at Mid-South 5 Fitness. Style is still in the gang. Stillathletes.com at stillathletes on Instagram. S-T-E-E-L-athletes.com. Make sure to check them out. One of their great locations, one here in Columbia, the other in Franklin. It is time to talk about the time machine. If you had a time machine and you could go back and watch uh, five sporting events or moments in 
history, what would they be? We start with number five. I'll go first. I rarely do. This is the, this is number five, folks. Rumble in the jungle. And we can only go up from here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's 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 pretty solid. That's a solid five. Um <laughs> Justin, you want to go next? Uh your call, man. Either way. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, so I'm gonna go. Uh you remember when that video went viral of the bowling I can't remember his name, bowling guy that screamed, Who do you think you are? I am. That's my number five. I wish What's I was there for that. What was his name? Um crap. Um I can see him. Me too. <laughs> think of his name. Who do you think you are? I am. Norm Duke. Is that who it is? Norm Duke. Okay. You could say anything. I would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the guy who bowled the 300 on September 11th. <laughs> wow. Ah. Um, my number five took place on March 2nd, 1962 in Hershey, Pennsylvania. When Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points for the Philadelphia Warriors against the New York Knicks, mm. tell me where you in the joint the night Wilt scored 100 points. I wasn't, but and can you imagine no. watching somebody score 100 points <laughs> in an NBA game? Imagine if you're a fan of the Knicks. Would somebody cover that guy? Well, we're yeah, trying, guys. We're trying, bro. Good God, it's like trying to cover Jalen Hyde if you're Alabama. Can't be well, done. I, I'd say they were closer to Will. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I'd one. like to see something like that in person. Where are you that's, in the joint? Crazy. Oh, that's a good line. I love that too. Oh, my number four. 1978 Sugar Bowl. 78. Yes. Who was that? that I don't was, was that Alabama, Alabama Penn State? State. Okay. That was the uh goal on stand, I believe. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, uh, piggybacking off yours, Mo, uh, Kobe Bryant's 81-point game would have been awesome that, that, to beat him. Yeah. I was not 70. I'm sorry. 70, 78 Sugar Bowl, 77 season. Mm -hmm. Sorry. There you go. Yeah. It, it, that kind of throws you off a little bit. Um, I'm sorry. No. 78 season, season 79, 79 Sugar, Sugar Bowl. Bowl. That's what January I mean. 1st, 1979. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, oh, that's okay. I knew where I was going with that, but no, I couldn't. No, it, it's okay. It, um, it, anyway, it the happens. goal line stand. Absolutely. Uh, My, that's a good one, though. 81 points. Look, mm. difference in Wilt scoring 100 and Kobe scoring 81 because Kobe was doing it with a three-point line. Well, Kobe was, was doing it with a three-point line. He was doing it from the perimeter. Wilt was doing it without in a three-point line, and he was point-blank range for most of them. So, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't know how he ran down the court fast enough scoring the points. Yeah. No, honestly, my, that sounds exhausting if no one was better. <laughs> my number four, and you're going to think – you're going to be surprised that it's not higher, but I don't think I would have been old enough to have really appreciated it. No, this is – but you're in a time in, machine. Yeah. No, you're, oh, you're so today. I'm go, today. The thing. You can go anywhere. Still my number four, April 8th, 1974, Hank Aaron, 715. Nice. I, yeah. I'm a little surprised it's not higher, but hey, I get it. Well, I get it, it. It's, it's a pretty solid top three, though, too. No, uh, exactly. Rumble in Jungle's five, man. Come on. Mm -hmm. uh, my number three, <laughs> 97 Masters. Just the domination Ooh. 
on Sunday. So Tiger Woods, just I mean, pure domination. You just watched it all mm-hmm. on television, much less being there in person. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. No, ninety-seven Masters. The play, the players uh, being interviewed, like looking back on that match, would say that they didn't have to look at the scoreboard; they could tell by the roars <laughs> from the from greens, like how close he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's your number three, Justin? My number three is uh, kind of out there, but it's it's still iconic to me when Kane and the Undertaker both wrestled each other and found out they were brothers. Oh. Or you found out they were brothers. WrestleMania three was almost on my list. Man, that was like but that's that's a good one actually Man. because when they yeah when they found out they were brothers that that was a really good storyline. Yeah, that was solid. <laughs> and I still thought it was uh, real when I first saw it. So and, it was, and that's like, even wow. better. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I thought the NWA to, NWO takeover was real forever. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, um, number three? my number three is game three of the um, 2014 College World Series. Vanderbilt defeating Virginia 3-2. Mm. Nice. First national first first national championship for the Vanderbilt baseball program. And we won't get into school wide because yeah, yeah. So but yeah. Um you know that was I don't know if you want to say that that put Vanderbilt baseball on the map. I think they already were, but I think it kind of legitimized. It solidified their spot as a national as a power. power. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So, My number two, Lake Placid, 1980, Miracle on Ice. Oh, Do you believe in miracles? I <laughs> yes. I can't imagine. Had, had, if I were there, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> That was pretty crazy at the time. Yeah. Um, Justin, number two. My number two is I'm trying to think of if I can remember. Uh, oh, the uh, the national championship game where Vince Young and Matt Leiner played against each other. Oh, 2005. Yep. Yes. Well, or 2006. Yes. Reggie Bush, Lindell White. There are those that would tell you that was the best college football game ever. Ever played. Ever. Man. And, and, I wouldn't argue. I would with be them. hard pressed to find another. I, 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 I wouldn't <laughs> argue with them. There may be others, but the storyline behind it too is just fantastic. I think. I think twenty twenty two Tennessee Alabama's up there. <laughs> yes, but I don't. There wasn't. There weren't the stakes really for Tennessee Alabama that there was for one team. <laughs> <laughs> I would venture to say that Tennessee fans would tell you it was even more important. Yeah. But I'd say if uh, if Tennessee takes it all the way this year, then yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that, I think the, greatest, the greatest college football game ever played would that would be on the list. Mm, no. That would be on the very short list. Uh, short list. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, number my, oh, you're number two. Yeah, my number two. Um, they called them. Uh, who am I fooling? We called them the Sugar Balls. Mm. The 1986 Sugar Bowl at the conclusion of the 1985 season when Sugar when, when when Jimmy Johnson would tell everybody that after we beat Tennessee, we should be considered for the national championship. Well, as Lee Corso would say, not so fast. Not my so fast, my friend. 35-7 Tennessee. And Jeff Powell 
busting up the left sideline for 60 yards to open the second half. Former White's Creek standout. That was I, I was. Is that your second White's Creek reference this show? Quite possible. <laughs> yes, yes, it is actually. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, <laughs> from my den, I was chasing him <laughs> down the field. It was crazy, but yeah, that go, was, go, yeah, go. That's it. I can that, see it. That was that was that still gives me chills. Yeah, that's yeah. my number two. <laughs> I would love to have been in New Orleans that night. And what's sad is I know a bunch of folks at work. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> that's brutal. In including our friend Holly McCall, who was in school at UT at the time. So, yeah. My um, Miami had a had a way of losing games after talking a lot of smack, didn't they? In oh, New well. Orleans, think I think the second time around in New Orleans they would have you, shut you up, would think, but they didn't. Nope. <laughs> no. So there you go. Yeah. Oh well, my number one. Anyone who is a fan of this team will know how to finish I this. I so, know how you're gonna I know what you're gonna say, I bet. I bet you don't. I would I okay. would wager everything in my bank account right now that you have no idea how to finish the sentence I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Mo will know. Mm -mm. Would somebody please, please score, score a run, run because they not <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't know. You're right. World Series Game Six, uh, Braves over the Indians. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate you stealing my thunder. No, right. yeah, I so bad. I'm surprised. I'm surprised y'all didn't have mine. My number one. Oh, this, what what this is, is your number one? Let, uh, let, let's let's talk about Justin's number one, and then we'll come back to ours. Yeah, <laughs> he's got something. He's oh, got okay. Oh, no oh, way. I, it's a well, miracle. I, I actually was there for that one. No, so. was gonna, that was oh, that's like, awesome. Yeah. You were there for the Super Bowl run the whole time. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, that's that that's my number one as well. So in in this, and I I, I didn't know if you were gonna go there or not, but only one other time have I known what your number one was gonna be, and we've said it at the same time, and that was Richard Pryor. But I almost, I almost said our number one's going to be our the same number thing. one. Yeah, <laughs> our, our, this is our number one. Yeah, absolutely. I 95. mean, if if there, that atmosphere, just watching it on film now, I can go back and watch it on YouTube and just, it's, it's an atmosphere that and never and and create. it was so ironic, you know, the way Justice had yeah. slammed the. Atlanta fan base for for not turning out, and then he he hits the home run that and they turned stands out. up as the game winner, <laughs> and that place just exploded. Yeah, yeah, that was um, mm. that was pretty awesome. Yes, it was. We have we have gone far past our time, which is not unusual on Tuesday. We will we will try to do better. We will try to do better, but, but yeah. Until yeah. next time, uh, did we? Top five Tuesday presented by. Uh, we can tell them again. It is yeah. Mid South Five Fitness, two great locations, Columbia and Franklin. Mid South Five Fitness, steelathletes.com or S T E E L athletes on Instagram. Go check them out. Um, <clears throat> tomorrow, Heather Williams, NASCAR. Yeah, Ross Chastain. <laughs> we'll talk more Ross Chastain. We've got to mention two things. One, we're going to talk about uh, the potential hires at Auburn because there are some names that are out there. That are we need to talk about the potential hires. We need to talk about the, the interim, interim hire. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple names out there that have interest. Yeah, we'll tell you who those are. Cadillac Williams, 
what's his role and why why is he a good fit um we need to mention that vince dooley passed away over the weekend matter of fact did friday right after our show started i believe i think you're right so or right after our show ended i'm sorry mm -hmm. um vince dooley we'll talk about him in amongst the where does tennessee and georgia rank as far as regular season one two matchups and of course we'll react to the college football playoff rankings Plenty of that. Plenty of stuff to talk about tomorrow. So come back with us 2 o'clock. We'll see you then on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint.